the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Like October's not getting off to a great start, yet historically October's not that bad of a month, yet... There have been some pretty big, scary corrections in October. A lot going on right there, huh? Just saying it out loud, kind of like, I was like, whoa. That's a lot going on. Whoa. (laughs) I'll get to you in a minute, Mr. Trump. Oh, the best headline I've read probably in my lifetime. Trump talked about shooting migrants. (laughs) And using alligators at the border. Uh, he wants to dig a moat, or he wanted to dig a water-filled trench stocked with snakes or alligators. <laughs> he asked aides to get the cost. I don't know if that's funny, but for some reason that strikes me as funny. And then having soldiers shooting migrants <laughs> in the legs to slow them down. I don't know. That's almost too... Can that be made up? Anyhow... I know, right? That's that's kind of how I'm feeling on that one. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Growth, valuations, recession. We're starting to look at the fourth quarter now. So we're done with the third quarter of the year. We've got three, quarter, three months left. Um, if I were working on Wall Street, I might think of, I'm going to lock up my gains for the year. These are pretty good gains. These are historically not too shabby. Or let's not let a correction pull the year down. So there's going to be some aversion to risk right now. Um, The market is looking at a very weak manufacturing report yesterday. Will it continue to fixate on the U.S. economic data like it should on some levels? So, yesterday we got the second straight month of contraction in manufacturing. The readings go from 1 to 100. Anything under 50 is contracting. Um, Will the U.S. consumer stay protected from the global slowdown flu that's going on? Can't happen forever. The old phrase, you can run but you can't hide. So some people took some risks yesterday off on Wall Street. And it looks like today they're taking some risks off Wall Street again. When you take a look at the valuation, the S&P 500, where it is versus its 10-year historical average, it's on the high side. There is a tool called ValueLine, which I don't expect anyone to go to the library. I don't know why. I just don't believe in, in libraries and people anymore. But if you were to go to the library, there's a tool there that you can use for free. It's super expensive if you buy it on your own called ValueLine. 
and value line, you can take a look at a stock, say NVIDIA. I'm just, I am just hypothetically reaching for one or, you know what I'm saying? In the last 10 years, it's had a PE that's ranged from 12 to 40. If it's cur- and that's gross stock. 40 is really crazy growth. You would only pay 40 times earnings on something that's crazy growth. You'd pay 12 on something that's kind of tied towards the economy and it's, it's good. You'd pay for, you know, four times growth for cars because they're growing at, you know, small percentages. You pay eight times for airlines right now. So you always throw it out evaluation, but you could like take a look at a company and take a look at the 10 year valuation on it. Where is it traded in its range? And if it's the high end of its historical range, maybe there's too much risk there. And the S&P 500 at its high end of its valuation range. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes you need a little bit of time to let it grow into that valuation. And we don't really have a lot of headwinds in front of us. Headwinds are supposed to be behind it, but you get the idea. Uh, we had the tax cut already. Maybe the China deal. But the Trump administration seems to be quite distracted at this point in time. The ADP employment change report for September didn't uh, you know, freak anyone out. The employment levels in the United States are, are very healthy. So there's no concerns there. Private sector payrolls were estimated to have increased by 135,000 in September. Previous month was revised down to 157. Um, it's not going to sway expectations on what type of growth we have. Do we have moderate growth? Do we have growthy growth? Do we have slowing growth? But it's it's good. It's okay growth. But it's not swaying us. This data. We're still looking at the S P five hundred and going. That's a premium valuation. Now it was expensive three months ago, and it wasn't being dragged down. Maybe it's the fourth quarter. Maybe it's a scary, spooky month. Uh, maybe it's this impeachment thing. It's it's tough to put a finger on, to say the least. S&P 500 earnings are expected to be up 2.9% in the fourth quarter and up 10.6% in 2020. So I'm not saying it's clear sailing, Captain. But it's okay right now in the U.S. Apple is giving some weakness, some selling today. I mentioned that because the last two trading sessions, Wall Street's kind of become enamored with the story a 5G coming in 2020. But that momentum seems to be abating a bit today. Ford is underperforming after it reported a 4.9% year-over-year decline in U.S. sales. Lennar, home builder Lennar, has set a 52-week high after it beat top and bottom line expectations for reporting new orders. Uh, being above consensus, new orders are good. It kind of creates backlog for them. So today, the only thing that's working well on Wall Street are real estate stocks, home builders. Um, weakness everywhere else. S&P 500 down over 1% relative weakness in cyclical sectors. It's the phrase that pays. It's a pretty rough start. 
But again, we've had a good year. Kamala Harris has asked Twitter to suspend Trump's account. I don't know. Uh, I just don't know. Oh, remember how yesterday we had um, Charles Schwab basically obliterating uh, obliterating uh, commissions? TD Ameritrade followed today. It's the end of trading commissions. At some point in time, the question is, let's say you've got $10 million. Will TD Ameritrade and Schwab pay you to keep your money with them? The race to zero is on. The end of trading commissions is near. TD Ameritrade cuts to zero matching Schwab. I would expect Fidelity to follow. So the headline is today, September private payrolls report shows the pace of hiring is slowing. But we're also not seeing increased in first-time unemployment claims. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk forward, we can talk tech. You tell me. Um, find me online at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. Find me on Facebook at Rob, I Hate Rob Black or Cron for Rob Black. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I think I'm going to put notices on my neighbor's mailboxes that I've decided to build a moat around my home and fill it with snakes and or alligators. Maybe I'll do that on... I did that one year on uh, April Fool's that I was going to be uh, going up three stories because no one has three stories, but everyone has two stories. And I live in an area that's grotesque. It used to be lovely and sweet and peaceful and small little town, but everyone's doubling up. So I basically put notices out that I was tripling up and people got a little freaked out. People were not happy with me, but they sure smiled a lot when I said it is a joke. So... Anyhow, and anyway, I'm digressing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. It is October, which is one of the biggest stock market crashes happened in October. It was a very Black Friday kind of feeling, and somehow I think that stays with people, that the fourth quarter is dramatic. Now, there's something called the Santa Claus rally that's coming up. Ho, ho, ho. And that reminds me every time that I say Santa from now on, my producer, who's new to the show, all things considered, has to do the Will Ferrell screaming Santa. Just to get us sick and tired of the season. Um, people are hacking their Peloton bikes so they can watch Netflix and cheat the leaderboard ranking system. Isn't that funny? It's... Uh, I find it funny. So I talk to financial planners on a regular basis. And I, I kind of learned what the mistakes that people make. My best advice for people looking to make the most of their income is play for the long term. Try not to get too stressed by everyday financial ups and downs. So the number one budget killer in my family is restaurants. And then things like alcohol at restaurants. When I was 20, the number one budget killer for me was probably bars. And then, you know, alcohol tabs at bars and restaurants. Um, it's pretty easy to figure out where you're spending your money wrong. And I'm considered a successful person. Uh, so 
through the years, I've come up with dumb little memes or dumb little mantras. Like, drink before you go out. Get an Uber or Lyft, and if you want to drink, drink at your own home. Don't spend the money at a bar. Uh, or limit it to one. Keep that tab down. Even the most successful people have a boo-boo. I've come to expect that. When it comes to money, a lot of people are dealing far better than they think they are, but they get a little too emotional in the short term. Markets were down triple digits yesterday. It looks like the market's going to be down triple digits today. Am I freaked out? No. Markets are up triple digits one day. Markets are up triple digits the next day. Am I freaked out? Still, no. Money's dynamic. So I plan for the long term. <clears throat> Don't look at your account balances on a daily level. I've got a pretty hardcore uh, money organizer. It's called eMoney. And um, it pulls all my accounts together. And I probably look at it once a week just to keep a look at my cash balances. Yesterday, for instance, <clears throat> I saw that one of my credit cards had a $1.89 charge on it from Amazon. I'm like, that's not the credit card I use with Amazon. So I spent probably an hour trying to figure this one out. Because when you call the credit card company, they're like, yeah, well, we saw that $1.89 charge, and then they reversed it. Like, what's going on? Because I don't have a relationship between this card and Amazon. Like, I've never put it into Amazon. So was my account stolen? I don't know. I reported the transaction as suspicious. Then I contacted Amazon. I'm waiting for them to get back to me on where this was done. I have had my identity stolen. And you know how I found out about it? My credit report. So I pulled annualcreditreport.com one time. And I took a look at it. And somehow there was a, an address associated with me in New York City that somehow got onto my Amazon account. So someone had basically hacked my Amazon account and started sending packages to themselves. Uh, no money was lost or anything like that, but I could see where the account was hacked, uh, compromised. Interesting, right? So now with every credit card that I get, every financial situation that I'm in, whether it be a website or an app or a credit card, uh, when I get any sort of paperwork, I say if there's a transaction over $100, contact me, text me. So yeah, it's a little annoying. I see, you know, a text message that, you know, your Chase credit card has been authorized for twelve ninety four, and uh, I'll take a look at it. So, um, talked with a friend yesterday who somehow missed a payment with his homeowners, and it kind of made me insane to hear this because he could automate everything with an online bank account. I'm like, why don't you just automate that? That's what I do. So homeowners associations are annoying to me. I don't like them. Um, but I have a property that has a pool. And I automate the payment because I don't want to get that letter from their attorneys. We're letting you know that you're $12.54 overdue. And if you don't pay this within 60 days, we will sue you. <laughs> like, form letter. Uh, with that said... I'm surprised because this is a 50-year-old man that doesn't have an online bank account. And I'm like, you can pay your gas. You don't have to like, get stamps and envelopes and checks and stuff. like. That. You can pay this all online now, right? 
And for some reason, he's just, he's not up to it. He doesn't want to do it. Oh, I couldn't imagine going back to the, let's pay all of our bills. I've got too many bills to do that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Marriott's got a pretty neat little product. And I'm kind of talking about some informal financial issues this segment. They let you redeem points for a -a one-of-a-kind experiences with their NFL packages. Um... I bring that up in large part because you really should take uh, advantage of some sort of if you're an adult and if you can pay your balances off every month, you really should have some sort of point credit card system because they're pretty attractive. On top of it, you can see where you can do a quick budget. I don't have the Apple credit card, but I love the concept of it because Apple's going to build into their app your spending problems. So they're going to help you in theory. And is that a service that can come down the road? Well, they'll give you some financial advice for $2 a month. Maybe. So if you're short on Marriott points, you can get cards like Marriott Bonvoy Brilliant, American Express cards. Um, I have a Hilton card. I'm going to Denver soon. And I booked through Hilton with my Hilton credit card. So not only do I get the Hilton reward points, but I got the Hilton reward points on my credit card, which is 17 times what they are typically. Um, it's awesome. And at some point in time, if they said, do you want tickets to the Super Bowl? I'd be like, how many points is that going to be? And I might say yes. I would never, ever, ever, never pay to go to the Super Bowl. Unless I'm getting it using points? No way. But credit cards, so one of them has, you can meet players like Emmett Smith for 90,000 Marriott points. You can go to the game in Mexico City for 252,000 points. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. A couple years ago, we saw companies come out of the woodwork offering closed subscriptions. It seems to make a little bit of sense that, you know, maybe I can have someone pick out clothes for me. I can wear them for a couple months, put them back in a box and send them back. Okay, I, I can buy that. I can, okay, I don't have time to go to the store. and I'm not very fashionable. I'm not, I don't have a keen sense, uh, a queer eye for the straight guy thing going on. I don't have that. So I get it. I get the subscription model seems like a stretch like i'm too lazy to go to the store anymore i'm too lazy to like just get what i want but the mother of all subscriptions obviously is netflix 20 years ago the mother of all subscription stories on wall street was america online uh, they would send out these free discs and you'd get the internet 3,000 minutes for free for 90 days and then you had to pay 9.99 a month and there was overages if you spent too much time on your account. But the subscription model of nine ninety nine kind of is a magical number. You start thinking of of HBO as expensive when you're like fifteen bucks a month, but if they offer it to you on the phone for nine ninety nine, you're like, well okay, I guess I'll keep it. So Sony announced a price cut for the PlayStation now. That's their game streaming service. Now it's interesting. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and he's got a young son. 
And he goes, I'm going to cut cable because I don't want my kid watching that much TV. I'm like, your kids watch TV? Like, it's tough now to see a kid watch TV. What I see a lot of is kids watching YouTube. Um, sometimes on their devices, I see them watching Netflix. But I don't see a lot of, quote unquote, old fashioned cable TV. And when you see Stony PlayStation come in and say, for $10 a month, you can stream hundreds of games directly to your PS4 or PC. PlayStation Now subscribers can also download PlayStation 4 games to their console. The new price match ultimately is a play against Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass subscription and the upcoming Google's Stadia streaming service. So in about three months from now, two months from now, heck, when's Christmas? Let's see when Santa's going to show up. How many days to Christmas? 84 days. So, thank you. Thank you. So, PlayStation, Sony is cutting in half the cost of the subscription. So, 60 bucks a year, 10 bucks a month. How is that possible? That doesn't even, the math doesn't even add up correctly. But what a deal, right? So that's $5 a month for 800 games. And two of the games that they added to this, Grand Theft Auto V and Uncharted 4 Thief's Tale and God of War, as well as Infamous Second Son. Now, they've been added for a limited time, and they could probably ebb and flow, but the people who purchase those games are on the God of War 2, 3, 4, 5. What a good deal. If you're one of those people who wants to get two or three games a year, two games is 150 bucks. But for 60 bucks, you can get access to 800 titles. Now, some of them are going to be, albeit pretty old. But some of those titles are pretty good. I'd play Grand Theft Auto 5. I don't have to have Grand Theft Auto 6, although that's coming at some point in time. That's going to move take two stock higher. So it's, it's stealing our eyeballs yet again. So the PlayStation 4 cutting down $10 per month or $60 a year. Subscriptions. And what I tell you, AOL stock went through the freaking fracking roof because it was, it had, we've got 5 million subscribers, we got 8 million subscribers, we got 12 million subscribers. And every time they would announce another million, the stock would move. I don't know if you remember the go-go 90s, but they were good. So Netflix did the same thing. Now Netflix is probably going to start saying things like, well, we're not going to announce our new subscriber count because the, the fun times are over. And Netflix is probably going to lose some subscribers to Disney. They'll call it churn. They won't say we lost subscribers. They'll say we had some 4% churn this quarter. Um, but Wall Street's enamored with the subscription angle. Um, and I get it. So that's got our eyeballs going. One of the areas of people making bad decisions, I see this just more and more as I get older. You know how we're talking about like the livable wage and stuff like that? People in new cars. Walk into a dealership today, and you might walk out with a seven-year car loan. I remember my father, late in life, so it was probably 30 years ago, got a three-year loan. And then I remember my first car was a four-year loan, or I remember the four-year loan. Then five became the norm. 
Now we're at seven years. Now, the problem with that, about a third of auto loans for new vehicles have longer than six years term being sold now. Ten years ago, that was just 10%. So more and more people percentage-wise are taking on a longer loan. And ultimately, middle-class buyers can't afford a middle-class lifestyle. And I hope people are smart enough just to give it up, let it go. Which, for the record, another billion-dollar movie coming from Disney. Two billion-dollar movies coming in uh, November, December. The new Star Wars movie. That should pull in a billion, I guess. But Frozen 2. Let it go, let it go. So that's coming. Music by Weezer in that. Interesting. So incomes have risen at a very sluggish pace in the last decade, but car prices have grown more rapidly. So that's one area where you can say wage inflation hasn't kept up with cost of auto inflation. And consumers, you know, veer towards pricier rides. Sports utility vehicles, trucks, throwing a lot of technology into a car today. And they can justify that higher price. And we were like, well, honey, I spent too much money on this, but look at this. You can, it's got an Apple car system in it. At one point in time, it was just a dependable, reliable automobile. Good old K car. So people get into very expensive cars. They, they put themselves at financial danger and financial risk. Households are taking on more and more cash flow. Um, I don't mind a car loan if you're getting it for under 3%. It's one of those things you could throw on your credit and keep your credit score maintained. But there's this instant feeling of, and one of the ways I use car loans was in my 20s when I had a car loan. The moment I paid it off, if I was paying 400 a month or 500 a month or 222 a month, I just kept saving that 222 in retirement. So it became part of my lifestyle. So a 72-month car loan is pretty insane. The way we drive as a nation, that's $500 plus a month. You could pay $27,000 for the car, but you get a $36,000 loan with interest rates at 2%. 2% sounds pretty low, but it adds $9,000 to a car if you spread that out over seven years. So what did you get? A $27,000 car or a $36,000 car? So the median income household with a four-year loan, 20% down and a payment under 10% of gross income, you can afford a car at $18,390. There's not a lot of $18,000 vehicles out there. The average auto loan now has grown by about a third in the last 10 years. So we're now sitting at about $32,119 for a new car. The average loan is stretched to roughly 69 months. That's insane. Some longer than that. Some new vehicles have terms of 85 months or longer. Um, I feel like I just got my car and it's got 50,000 miles on it, right? Don't we all feel that way? And what do we think? 110, 120 is when it starts to maybe start getting iffy. Or you can buy a car that is known to make it in over 200,000 miles. Like, that's what I do. So, the global financial system is pretty perilous right now. Uh, because of the amount of debt everyone has. I've got more debt today than I've ever had in my life. And yet I'm more successful. 
I hope to start whittling that debt down as I get closer and closer to retirement. But U.S. consumers have a record $1.3 trillion of debt tied to their, their car. Ten years ago, that was $740 billion. Now we're at $1.3 trillion. Stop and think about that for a second. Like, it's going the wrong way. It's getting bloatedly big. Then we can start talking about mortgage debt. We could start talking about student loan debt. Right? And then the more expensive the car, the more expensive your insurance. Anyway, be careful with that, that finance manager who brings you in and sits you in front of a computer and he starts tinkering with all the numbers and, you know, let's get 448 up to 460 as his goal and he's getting to buy add-ons and paint protections. And this paint protector was used on jet fighters for the U.S. Strike Force. You're like, U.S. Strike Force uses this paint protector? And you're like, yeah, so it doesn't chip, it doesn't protect your paint. If it's good enough for the U.S. Strike Force, it's good enough for you. Don't don't buy that stuff. Don't buy that stuff. Anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Delinquencies have trended higher in auto loans in the past few years. We got a lot of debt. That's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't look at the markets today. Don't walk next to tall buildings because people might be jumping out. It's a bad day. We're down 1.5% now. If you were to say you're, I, I could poop 1.5% of my body weight, probably. So no big deal to me. 1.5%, I'm like, oh, no big deal. But, and this is the big but, the number's big. And some technical barriers have been broken. We look at the 50-day, 200-day moving averages for whatever reason. They kind of give us an idea of where support can come in. When you kind of average out the last 100 days, you kind of go, okay, I get it. Average out the last 50. And you're like, okay, that's about a month and a half, two months. Um, are we in a happy trend, a growth trend, an uptrend? Or are we in a sad trend, a downtrend? A, uh, are we in a volatility market? Markets are getting pretty roughed up today. When you look at the numbers, the Dow's down 400 points. But you add that in with, you, you add that in with yesterday, and you're like, oh, crap. Now, let me give you a different perspective. Let's say that your 401k is going to hit tomorrow. Don't you want lower prices when your cash paycheck gets hit? Yeah, of course you do. Instead of paying 400 points higher, you're paying 400 points lower. So do you see where I'm going out with that? I know that's not going to calm you down. But we opened down 150, quickly went to 300, then it's 400. And right now what we're dealing with is a fear of a recession. Uh, and everything's getting hit, whether it's United Rentals, Eaton Corporation, Facebook, Apple, Alphabet, Amazon. Yesterday, the manufacturing activity showed us that's not good. A couple more readings like that, and we will start slipping into a recession. Weak data, though, can you know 
be a, a blip. It can be countered with stock buybacks. It can be countered with stimulus packages. It can be countered with U.S.-China trade negotiations. It can be countered with a lot of things. But it can also get worse. You're like, just tell me what to do. Well, be a fly on the wall and tell me what the freaking fracking is going on with U.S.-China trade talks. And, oh, you can't be a fly on the wall, can you? But there's meetings next week in Washington. Will the Trump re-election committee say, get this done because this impeachment thing's hanging over you? Get some positives tied to your name out there. Or will it be, do a tighter deal and wait? I don't know. Um, there weren't a lot of payrolls added to the economy in September. Uh, but we're not seeing a lot of unemployment either or first-time unemployment claims. The Federal Reserve does have a speech coming uh, today. So we'll get some more insight into what they're thinking. There's one going on right now, for instance. And I'll scan ever so briefly to see uh, if it can be a market mover and or not. Go into briefing.com and see if there's any commentary bleeding out, so to speak. Um, No, but they do talk about the market, saying it's deja vu today. A lot like yesterday. A lot of selling pressure in cyclical, which makes sense with counter-cyclical like utilities and consumer staples also sliding. It goes to show you that there's basically a de-risk from equities or stocks. People want to be out of the markets. We are doing a little bit of a Fed watch on the October Fed Open Market Committee meeting. Will they cut interest rates one more time? And if they do, will it really help the economy versus telling us there's danger ahead? We're cutting interest rates. It's really tough for me to say that exactly right. How are we going to interpret the Fed cutting interest rates as they're seeing something bad out there or that's going to help the economy? Microsoft's got an announcement out today. They've announced some Surface earbuds that integrate into Microsoft Office and have a 24-hour battery life. The earbuds can create captions in real time using Microsoft Office products. I I need to be I need to be convinced on that one. Microsoft has this history of some pretty crappy hardware. Um I'm not saying no to it. I'm not saying no to it. But uh you've already seen Google come out with some earbuds. I don't know what they're called, G-Pods. Apple's obviously dominating that market now in the wireless category. Microsoft's got a product up event day today. They're uh, also introducing a new Surface Pro 7 with updated processors and a USB-C connector. That new product's going to cost House Oversight Committee says White House will be subpoenaed on Friday if it does not comply with requests for documents and impeachment inquiry. In the end, Nixon went down for lying to Congress and basically just complicating the whole situation. It'll be interesting. (laughs) These weekends are going to be a hoot, to say the least, with the news shows. A lot of underperformance because when we're talking about recession, when we're talking recession, we tend to talk belt tightening. So airline stocks are getting hit pretty good today below their 200-day moving average. Now, these are called transport stocks. 
planes, trains, and automobiles. And because Wall Street tends to look six months into the future, what the market's telling us today by getting whacked two days in a row, probably about 700 points now, it's telling us that we should start looking for signs. The volatility is picking up, and it's telling us six months from now there's going to be an event. Higher employee wages, timing of maintenance, those aren't the issues. These the issues that we're looking at right now, transports are telling us, and they've been a pretty good indicator of recessions. Because if the transport stocks go down, that means we're expecting to travel less and ship less and less economic activity. So we eyeball these. And I don't like the volatility I'm seeing in the airlines. But with that said, the trains are doing okay today. And again, you have to look at the transports as planes, trains, and automobiles. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.